San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. It's the 49 Faithful UK show. It is February and we're doing a game preview. So that can only mean one thing. It's a 49ers Super Bowl game preview show. So this is it. After the disappointment, Super Bowls 47 and 54, losing to the Rams in the 2021 NFC Championship game, having a game taken away from us last year by Brock's injury. Once again, the Niners are back competing for a Lombardi. I'm Gareth Ellis and barely containing their incitement, as I can see from here, is Paul Hope. Super excited, Gareth. Let's go, Super Bowl, baby. It's Lee Gowland. Super Bowl, baby, Super Bowl. And it's Naji Kawar. Hello, everyone. A very a very hungry Naji Kawar, we should point out. I am, I am hungry. Very hungry. Hungry. Ha- I'm, hungry. No, I'm just, I'm just hungry. I'm just hungry. I need food. <laughs> You're all looking quite calm or quite smiley or feeling positive? I'm feeling yeah. confident. Definitely yeah. feeling confident. I'm very confident. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, you guys, before before Ooh. we get into this. Um, I, because I don't do it, because it, it really annoys me. But do you guys get into the whole media week and you do watch content Not from really. the Super Bowl? No. I don't. I hate it. I, it's so The questions they ask players are so stupid. Yeah, and it's the same questions every single year. Just different every, players answering them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just, I don't get into it. So, what the about you, Paul? I enjoyed Nadji was, I said on the live, there was a, a young kid, 11-year-old, Jeremiah, and he was brilliant with the players. And... I know you've just said you don't like it, but go watch him interviewing Patrick Mahomes and they're talking fantasy football. And every right. time the kid says to Patrick, who are you picking? And the, Patrick says, oh, I'm taking uh, Lawrence Taylor. The kid goes, God damn it. That was my pick. And it's so funny. But he spoke to Warner. He spoke to Kittle. And he, he was very polite. So I like seeing that side of the NFL. But yeah, in regards good. to the stuff at the start of the week, to answer Gareth's question, I've done a few shows with Chiefs fans. They're very smug. And some score predictions... We might as well not turn up if you listen to Chiefs fans. So I cannot wait to get into this tonight because some of them well, are just getting beat. you should say that. I mean, you look at the analysts and all the analysts are going for yeah. the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, we, I know. we, we may as well not it's, turn up because we already beat. I know. it's a, Well, yeah, we are favourites, though. So. We, we favourites in Vegas, but if you have a look at all of the analysts, I think there's two out of maybe 15, 16 analysts that have picked the 49ers. Yeah, I trust Ooh. Vegas more than the analysts. <laughs> the underdog narrative suits me. They are the defending champions. Yeah, yeah. But it just meant doing, when you step outside of our bubble and you do shows with other fans, like one guy I just get a bit like 31 10, or like I was sat there thinking, he's not watched the 49ers play this season. I, I was like, yeah, I know exactly. the accused of being a bit biased, but I was thinking, crikey. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get on to it, won't you? Won't we? Hmm. There you go. That's, that's first of my couple of notes were already taken there really what i was going to start with before we got to the game was the uh awards uh oh, yeah. ceremony which came out obviously a good award for cmc as offensive player of the year i mean um don't even think that was close and patrick no. willis inducted into hall of fame and then a load of other bullshit awards that i didn't really pay much <laughs> attention to yeah um anyone else take on it yeah the flacco one is disgraceful I, uh, Honestly, the guy died on the field and he doesn't get it. Um, that's disgraceful. <laughs> it's, it's plain and simple. You can talk about the other ones and there there is arguments for Stefanski and whatever. But not giving it to Dama Harmlin is criminal. I, I, I don't yeah. get the Stefanski one myself. 
I mean, one, you know, one of them in the playoffs. I mean, compared yeah. to D'Amico or he, he lost three. a regular season award. It's not a course season award. Yeah, he lost three QBs and got his team to the playoffs. So you can argue for it. You can argue for it. But but yeah. Joe Flacco, what's he coming back from? Being shit know, for the yeah, last five seasons. Yeah, being on exactly. on his couch. <laughs> it was like yeah. last year, wasn't That's it? Yeah, they've turned it yeah. into an award of you're bad for a couple of years and you're coming back. Yeah, Gino Smith. Yeah, yeah it's just. I mean, Gino Smith. You know, he was on a bench for quite a while, so it kind of makes sense. But yeah, but he was. He was never there to come back. So yeah, that's yeah. It's yeah, it's yeah, late no. blue award. I mean, anyway. the the whole the whole award thing is kind of a farce anyway. So apart from whatever. CMC getting defensive player of the year. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, he deserves it obviously, but you know, there's only one award that matters, and it's the ring we're going to get in a few weeks. Yeah. Few days. Patrick Willis inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Controversial. Uh, I don't think he should have been in, but I think he should have been first ballot. Nah, I don't. He should have so. been a first ballot. He didn't play long enough, and he didn't win a Super Bowl. That's... It, it doesn't matter. The, the years he played, he played for eight years, and he absolutely dominated that position. Oh no, I, I agree. I agree. I just. Mm, I, I don't know. think that the winning the Super Bowl is relevant. No, um, Dan Marino shouldn't be yeah. in the Hall of Fame then. Yeah, not, no. Barry Sanders shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame the, then. My my point is, if you're not going to win trophies, you have to have a career that spans quite a while. And, and or, I'm or not dominate, saying, look, or dominate no, for I'm, a significant period of time. Don't get me wrong. I, I absolutely love Patrick Williams. It was the first jersey I bought. I'm just saying, eight years in the league, that doesn't... It's the Hall of Fame. It's not just, oh, you've been good for eight years. I don't know. It's, but, he, but he wasn't good for eight years. He was dominant for eight years. There's yeah. a difference. But he he yeah. was the number one linebacker for every season he played in that league. Yeah, he was I know. the dominant linebacker. I know. I, just, I still. I Do you know why he went took, in this year, Nadji? <laughs> Do you know why no. I went in this oh, year? Oh, yes, because we. Because we, we went. Win. And I got my photo yeah. next to the statue and I tweeted that out earlier. <laughs> I got a yeah. lot of bit of like, really ball. I was like, oh, well, at least I can show that picture. But that was good news to wake up this morning, Gareth. I kind of forgot the awards were on. So I saw the tweets for Willis and. CMC and I thought, yeah, good omens, Edmonton is under. So I actually sent Nick Clark a text last night and said, I'm looking forward to waking up tomorrow morning when Patrick Willis will be officially a Hall of Fame player. Mm, prophetic. Like prophetic indeed. Mm. I think CMC won three awards in the end. They got the FedEx, him and Brock, oh, yeah, they did. the yeah. FedEx Air and, Air and Ground players. And I think CMC got another award that I saw way down the list whose name escapes me. Oh, oh yes, um, the Walter Payton. No, no, not the Walter Payton. No, because no, um, it was, it was Jim Brown. Name. The Jim Brown Award. That's where he got. Right. Oh, that's good. Uh, who got the Walter Payton? I forgot. Steve's oh. player. Cam Haywood. No, Cam Haywood. It might yeah. be Cam Haywood. I think it was Cam Haywood. Yeah. Cool. Nice. That's probably the only Pre- award presented that actually... by the, the, the former artist known as Prince Harry. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the only award that's actually significant because they actually go to good people. So, um, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, well, um, you may be aware that there is a game of football in Vegas uh, this coming weekend. Uh, I was going to ask if you'd seen much of the hype. Oh, nicely modelled there, Paul. Can't wait to get my grubby paws on my copy of the programme you're holding up there. Um I was going to ask about the hype, but we've already really covered it. Um, what I was <laughs> going to say is, although two, at least two of you have completely ignored it, do, do you think 
you can learn anything from the from the players' kind of demeanour and preparation during the week, or is it is it completely worthless? Tell you what, I did like before Nadine and Lee answered. Buzzed Kyle got a lot of hate on Twitter, but I think it took the heat off the players. And it was Monday night. Get over Why? it. So I saw a lot of people saying on Twitter, "Oh, your head coach shouldn't be drinking alcohol. He shouldn't be in that state. The biggest week of his career." But the next day, all anyone was talking about was Kyle Shanahan. They weren't talking about the the, the players. Um, they seemed shocked that sixty percent of the crowd on up the night were Niners fans. I thought. I don't know why you're surprised by that. We travel well everywhere. But I think you can't read too much into it. The Chiefs players have been there before. Patrick Mahomes even said he has a Super Bowl week routine, which made it sound just like we go for our evening meal at the same time every night. It was a little kind of humble brag. But I thought our (laughs) players, what what I've seen, they seem quite calm and ready for this. Well, what I found interesting was Andy Reid said he has a plan for the 20 minutes after running out of the, uh, from running out the tunnel to the game starting. So that's going to take 20 minutes and he has a plan for how they're going to deal with that 20 minutes. I mean, it's not a bad thing to have because <laughs> it is... Super Bowl, Super Bowl is, a weird, is a weird game. It's not... It's I've not got like a good source game. that uh, his tool is, involves KFC. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as long as we've got the boombox guy, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, we'll be all right. But I... I I don't pay too much attention to it, but I do like to have a look and just that idea of how are the players seeming. I thought Brock, he, he's just, he's always impressive the way he talks to the uh, uh, media. I think he just comes across as cool. And again, he's just taking it in his stride. You know, you get some of the other players are sort of, wow, we were at Super Bowl wide eyed. Brock's just like, yeah, of course I'm at the Super Bowl. You know, it's what I've worked for. And it's, <laughs> I, will- I, I know it's probably under the surface, but his, his demeanour always impresses me, um, and he just doesn't seem to be wa- uh, drawn up into the circus of it. He's like, "Yeah, ask your questions, I'll answer them, but I've got a game to play, and mm. I'm just going to do go through all this." Um, and I just, it, it made, certainly made me feel good. I think made me feel good about it. I was yeah, handle the pressure by our good friend Dre Greenlaw. He seemed to be handling mm-hmm. the pressure really well, and that message was from the half. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it on YouTube, go over to YouTube because my good friend Lee Gowland edited those three together. So the background, Gareth Anthony Wooden, who's part of the group, journalist out of Vegas, sends me a message to say, if I can get some s- stuff for you guys, do you want it? I was like, yeah, no problem. We wake up to a text to say, I've got Connolly, Gibson, Greenlaw. That's all it said. And then the footage wow. dropped on the afternoon and I was like, wow, for Dre Greenlaw and name check the group, Obviously, look at the camera and point. I don't know about you three, but for, that was awesome for me. And I love the fact that we've been able to share that footage. Yeah, I, yeah, I, actually, I loved it. Yeah, yeah cool. I loved it. I enjoyed seeing Chris Connolly because he's not a guy I've really kind of ever seen or certainly heard. And yeah. that was it was great, great to see him. Favourite player of all time. <laughs> good advice about the coffee, but I don't think he knows a lot about the group. Yeah, I know that it will be a lot of coffee. Uh, I think Chris Connolly should be in the Hall of Fame, personally. But, yeah. 84 jerseys. What, what, what are these others coming for? 84 across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> the Discord chat did like that, though. I did like I did like that banter the other day. Yeah, it's good. You, you always get some of these sort of semi 
news stories, particularly at the beginning of the week, they were talking about the condition of our practice field. Um, that seemed to go pretty quiet after that. Do you, do you think any of this, there's a bit of mind games and just gamesmanship and the whole, let's request the Chiefs, the Chiefs can turn us down, the Chiefs will look like bad guys. And it's all it's all smoke and mirrors and posturing um, to me, particularly when it vanished. Do, do I mean, you make anything of that? No, not really. Those practices are mostly walkthroughs. There's hardly any con- full contact, so it really doesn't matter. I think. Um, I honestly, I would rather be at uh, University of Nevada than in the Raiders um, <laughs> facilities. Imagine if we had to go, especially for the Chiefs. Right? Imagine if the Super Bowl was in Seattle and we had to practice at the Seahawks stuff. Like, just no, no, thank you. Or we'll go and practice somewhere else. Um, I, I would feel dirty if my team practiced in one of our biggest rivals. It's just not a good look. <laughs> and the Raiders are cursed 100%. So uh, good luck with that. Yeah, maybe some of it will rub off on the Chiefs. Exactly. Yeah, no, I don't No, Those practices no, I don't think it was an element of a quiet news day. There was nothing to fill. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything kicked off in Vegas. and But, yeah, I mean, the facilities at the university, they're at brand new aren't they Nadji? like like top of the top notch facilities so it's not as yeah. if they're slumming it i did like some of the uh obvious fake photos of like random fields that were like covered in a <laughs> down part. it was like that's clearly not the pitch but it makes for good andy reed answered it better than any of us they asked him on open the night and he just said what they went to practice he <laughs> went don't know what you're talking about and it kind of just shut the reporter down so there might have been yeah. a bit of nonsense behind it Mm. So, should we get down to business? Uh, one of you boys has been having a look at the Chiefs' offense. Hang about, hang about. Oh, oh sorry. Bring yourself in there. I yeah. thought we were going to do it in a different order. No, no, no. I don't mind no, no, no. Let, let, let's do History Corner. Let's do go. History Corner. Uh, I'll be I back in a couple of hours. Any History Corner music, of course. So, History Corner, I'll briefly touch on the Chiefs, but I'll go into the Super Bowl as well. So, we've only played them 15 times which is quite surprising because we're two of the oldest franchises in the league. Um, and the Chiefs lead that um, head-to-head 8-7. to seven. The Chiefs have won five of the last six meetings. They own the only shutout when they beat the Niners on the 1st of October 2006, 41-zip. Players to have played for both teams includes seven quarterbacks. Joe Montana, Alex Smith, Steve Bono, Steve DeBerg, Blaine Gabbert, Bob Gagliano, Elvis Grebeck. Currently, we have six players who've played for both teams. Chris Connolly, Mooney Ward, Richie James, Jerick McKinnon, Charles Amenihu, and Blaine Gabbard. And that's about it for the Chiefs 49ers rivalry because <laughs> there's literally nothing there. So that's Super crazy. Wise, Fif- 15 times. Oh, only 15 games. It, it's in fi- unbelievable. In, 50 year, in like 60 yeah. years. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe it myself. Every, every fourth year, isn't it, on the cycle? Yeah. So, yeah, and it must and, just and hit one where we, we don't finish in the same position in our divisions because generally you would face them at least more than once every, I think it's once every eight years, isn't it? Well, every, every four years, you, you rotate years. for the AFC, right? right? It's once so every eight years one. you play them at all. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable that we've only played them 15 times. Yep. So, Super Bowl. Now, because of this whole Leeds conspiracy thing, I know how wacko people are out there. So they might be thinking uh, there's something in the jersey colour where we win or we lose. But there's not. 
So we've won three times in red and two times in white. We've lost in both red and white. So there's absolutely nothing there. So if I hear anybody coming up with a conspiracy theory to say we're not going to win because we're playing in white, I'll shut that down straight away. <laughs> Super Bowl records. Believe it or not, the 49ers either own or co-own 40 different Super Bowl records. Okay. And Jerry Rice's name is in a lot of these. So most points scored, Jerry Rice, 48 points. Most touchdowns, Jerry Rice, 8. Most touchdowns in a single game, 3. That's been done by four different 49er players. It's been done seven times in total, six different players. Roger Craig was the first 49er to do it in Super Bowl 19 with a rushing touchdown and two passes. Jerry Rice did it in Super Bowl 24, three passes. Jerry Rice did it again in Super Bowl 29, three passes. And Ricky Waters, Waters, sorry, also did it. The most touchdowns in a single quarter were scored by Roger Craig. And that was in Super Bowl 19, one rush, one pass. Highest passer rating, minimum of 40 attempts, Joe Montana, 127.83. Most touchdown passes, in a half, four, Steve Young in Super Bowl 29. Most touchdown passes in a game, six, Steve Young, Super Bowl 29. Lowest percentage passes intercepted, 0%, and that was Joe Montana over four games. It was also matched by Jim Plunkett, but he did it only over two games, not four. The longest touchdown run by a quarterback, Colin Kaepernick, 15 yards in Super Bowl 47. Most rushing yards for a wide receiver, Debo Samuel, 53 yards, Super Bowl 54. Most receptions in a career, Jerry Rice, 33. Most receiving yards in a career, Jerry Rice, 589. Most receiving yards in a game, Jerry Rice, 215. Most receiving touchdowns in a career, Jerry Rice, 8. Most receiving touchdowns in a game, Jerry Rice, 3. And he did that twice in both Super Bowl 24 and Super Bowl 29. Most yards gained over a career in the Super Bowl, Jerry Rice, 604 yards. Now we get into some uh, bit more obscure records. Most safeties in a game. Chris Culliver with a blocked punt in Super Bowl 47. Now there's a load of others in there, so I just kept it to the 49er players. Most punt return yards in a career, John Taylor, 94. Highest average punt return yardage in a career, John Taylor, 15.7 yards average. Highest average punt return yardage in a game. John Taylor, 18.7. Most field goals in a game. Ray Wershon, 4. Super Bowl 16. Most points after touchdown in a game. Mike Coffer got 24, uh, sorry, Super Bowl 24. And Doug Bryan in Super Bowl 29. I haven't actually put how many they got there. Must have missed that one. Most consecutive Super Bowl victories. San Francisco. Five. When it says consecutive, it's not like back to back to back to back. It means getting to the Super Bowl and winning. Um, longest Super Bowl win streak, San Francisco, five. Actually, no, the most consecutive Super Bowl victories is back to back. San Francisco shares that with quite a few other teams. Most points in a game, San Francisco, 55. Largest margin of victory, San Francisco, 45 in Super Bowl 24. Most points in the first quarter, San Francisco, 14. Now, that did surprise us. That did surprise us. I could have sworn somebody had scored 21 uh, points in the first quarter in, in one of the Super Bowls. 
most points game combined. San Francisco and San Diego, 75 points. All right, let me scroll down here because I'm losing myself because I've got that many on here. Most I, think I, can see, I can see Nagy losing the will to live here yeah. now as he's wasting away. Most touchdowns I'm in the game. So hungry. San Francisco, eight. Most touchdowns in the game combined. San Francisco and San Diego, 10. Most field goals in the game, San Francisco, four. Most field goals attempted per game, San Francisco, seven. Did you say 400 or four? Four. Um, no, no, the, the number of records. 40. <laughs> Okay. I know it feels I know it feels like four hundred, <laughs> but I promise you, like it's only forty. I tell you what, let's see if I can pick out some other ones. Pick up no, some I mean, interesting ones. Uh, do you know what the, the fourteen that. points in the first quarter? You're right. Didn't didn't the Seahawks score twenty one on Denver? Well, apparently not. Might have been. You know like when they like it was the like what uh, second quarter? Yeah, because it was like yeah. a pick six and a safety, and then I, I could have sworn it was twenty one points, but I did double check it. Because I was getting this mm. off. Um, what did I get this off? Because I remember that game being fast. But I did double check it. Ever. It was it was done pretty fast, wasn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. So when oh. you texted me earlier, Lee, and you said you were finishing off your notes for History Corner, and I thought, can't be that long, surely. And then you've come <laughs> on, I'm like, now it makes sense, buddy. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I went, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I was like Nagy. I kept on scrolling down. I was thinking, Jesus Christ, he's another San Francisco one and another and another and another. <laughs> and it was never get, ending. Keep on. Get get through it. We'll get to the bitter end. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's only a few left there now. I forgot the um, first one. Could you start over, please? <laughs> sure. Of course. Most rushing touchdowns, both teams, San Francisco, four. No. Most passing touchdowns again, San Francisco, six. Most passing touchdowns again for both teams, San Francisco, seven. Most first downs rushing, San Francisco, 16 in Super Bowl 19. Fuse fumbles lost, San Francisco, zero. And fuse turnovers in a game, San Francisco, zero on two occasions. And that is the Thank 40 you. records that San Francisco either hold outright or co-own. And that's pretty much history corner. Um, didn't God. really want to go into the game in 2019 for obvious reasons. Well, I'm going to go in now. straight with a baldy, and I'm going to say CMC is going to break three of those on Sunday. Ooh. That's good. I like that baldy straight away. Baldy straight away. I like so I'm, I'm assuming mm. you're going to go for more safeties in a game. Yeah, that's the one. Most yeah. interception by CMC. Mo- most field goals attempted. That's right. Yeah. Um, Most touchdown passes thrown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So over to you guys. Let, let's hear Ooh. about these teams. Offense yeah. and defense. Chiefs. What do we do Lee. first? Go on, Nadia. Uh, you go on, Nadia. live, so we might as well let you. <laughs> While we me, still uh, got you. He, he's definitely hungry now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's getting there slowly. Uh, okay, let's do offense. Boof. Uh, People watching on YouTube, I know some of you are. Thank you so much for doing so. That's really cool. Subscribe if you're not. We're so close to a thousand. All right, uh, let's let's start my homes straight away. He's very good. He's very, 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 very good. I think this year is pretty much all he all they've got. I know, I know they've got uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, um, but we can't. Unfortunately, I think the only reason they're here is because of Patrick Mahomes. What, how are you guys feeling about Big Bad Wolf number two after Tom Brady? Everybody hates him. I don't know why. He's amazing. Go on. 
Um, I'm, I'm not too concerned about him because I think we're going to get pressure on him all game long. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he, he hasn't got he hasn't got the weapons like he said other than Mr. Swift. So yeah, um, uh, he's got a good O line, but I don't want to steal your thunder. No, yeah, um, I definitely think, um, and we, we can talk about this later. But I, I had a look at all the games they played this year. I, I haven't, I don't really watch them all that much because it's you know, it's very much the same as it's been for a few years now, and it's 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 good, but it's you know very samey. Um, but I feel like this year they were a step down, and uh, they definitely got lucky that you know the Chargers went good, the Raiders went good, the Broncos took forever to be kind of relevant and then gave up halfway through the season. Um, so I, th- I think they got very lucky in you know sometimes some teams, depending on how the teams are, which point in their rise and fall they are, um, they just kind of everything fell in, into place for them and they, I, I had a look at all their games and none none of their wins are impressive none of them this year there's not been a wow moment now it doesn't mean they're not a good team don't get me wrong they've won games and they're here now so they're definitely a good team for for being here it's not easy to get there but i think they're on a downward spiral they're definitely starting to feel the price of patrick mahomes and that 45 million a year is starting to tick and they definitely lack a lot of talent um and as you said gareth i think the weapon is where i think They've lost. So Tyree Kill going away to Miami has definitely been felt. And, you know, Justin Watson, MVS, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, Michael Aldman, and uh, all of, all the uh, Rashi Rice as well, uh, uh, and Richie James are not elite. Um, and for a good period of the season, they were very much in the forefront of the of the news for the Chiefs and the reason they lost some games and all that jazz. But the the reason is because they're not that good receivers. So I'm not worried about that. Um, and then we we need to talk about Kelsey. He's obviously still very good, and they've got such a chemistry with, with Mahomes. I think that's where they could attack us. Although it's gonna have to beat Fred uh, and and Dre, who's clearly been playing better than they were a few years ago. Um, do you guys think Kelsey... I mean, it's a big stage. It's Kelsey. It's my homes. Uh, is definitely going to have something like 10 catches for 100 yards. Whether that's going to have an impact or not on the game remains to be seen. Um, I think it's going to be one of those games where, a bit like Cooper Cup a year ago, uh, he will have catches. He may even score a touchdown or two. But ultimately, it won't actually impact the game all that much, uh, just because of the the way the, those players are. It's very, very difficult to keep them quiet completely. So you might as well just give them some flowers, give them some catches. But just limiting how much they have, you know, you don't want him to have 200 yards and three touchdown. If he has, you know, 105 and a touchdown, that's it's okay. We can live with that. Um, Yes, that's that's my thinking of the receiving corp and pass catching people. You guys agree? Do you guys think I'm wrong? No, not not at all. I mean, when you think of Kelsey and Mahomes, you automatically think of Gronkowski and Brady, yeah. and they all stepped it up in Super Bowls. I think True. the way that we're going to approach this is to try and take both um, Kelsey and Pacheco out of the game. If we can stop them running and stop his number one target in Kelsey, then I don't think the Chiefs have got anything. 
I'm quite happy for uh, Rashi Rice to go up against any one of our cornerbacks. I wouldn't be surprised if Mooney Ward follows him to whichever yep. side of the field and leaves Smart. either Diomedola or, or Ambry Thomas to take on whoever else they've got. Um, Valdez Scantling. I mean, Valdez, Valdez Scantling has Torah support part once or twice. Um, so he is a bit of a threat, but. Yeah. I, I don't think they're have time. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have the time for him to be a threat because hopefully um, our pass rush is going to step up, get the pressure on Mahomes, and um, treat him like we did in Super Bowl Fifty Four. Because yep. Super Bowl Fifty Four, Mahomes ended that game with a passer rating of seventy eight, yep. and and he got most of that up in the in the fourth quarter, because as he ended the fourth quarter, I think it was something ridiculous like a passer rating of thirty six. He, he was having one of the or the worst game of his career, and it could still be the worst game of his career. That really, it's a great segue into into their all line. Unless Paul, you wanna do you wanna chime all in? All I wanted to say, Nadji, I was thought you might go down a route because you are the captain of the Brocket ship. Now, Patrick Mahomes, all the hype is justified, but go look at the stats this year, people. Now, would it surprise you out of the two quarterbacks? Kansas City Chiefs are the only one where they don't go past 10 yards. Patrick Mahomes isn't doing Superman anymore, Nadji. He's not running around. He's not airing the ball down the field. You said there, rightly so. He's going to Kelsey. He's going to Rice. He's going to Pacheco. You mentioned That's because early, he's a game manager. Ding and well, ding. I, was, I was about to say, believe it or not, <laughs> out of the screen pass, Mahomes is the top. It's 15.7% of his passes. I mean, that's, that's a worry, right? Because we've been struggling to defend the screen yeah, this year. It's, it's what they do best. I mean, of the 12 field zones over 10 air yards, apparently Kansas City are only proficient in two. And those happen to be right down the middle of the field, where you said it better than most, Fred Warner patrols. And like you've said, Kelsey's coming towards the end of his career, but he's got that stardust still hasn't he he doesn't run around route properly if you watch no. Brandon Knight run around if you watch Kelsey run around Kelsey just kind of jogs in the middle and is open but you have to be aware of it the screen game I know Gareth asked us some questions I didn't know whether we were diving into that now about what we needed to stop so I can, I can save it for later but Mahomes isn't airing the ball out and if you just took the names off these two quarterbacks imagine we've heard all the dink and dunk game manager Brock's actually more explosive than Patrick Mahomes going into this. And Chiefs fans listening, you might disagree. Go and watch the game tape because it's what I've seen with my own eyes. That's all I wanted to add before you moved on to the O-line. No, yeah, it's a good, it's a very good point. And it's also a very good to go into the O-line because the O-line is what sets up the screenplay usually. And it's a very, very good way of disrupting pressure, uh, which is probably what we're going to try and do. And we have been pretty bad at defending the screen just purely because the way we rush the the quarterback um, there's one big name on this that's red and Andy Reid said he would be very surprised if he plays he has a pectoral injury I think that's Joe Chini their left guard um, th- that's going to be a big miss for them um, but they still they still do have uh, a very good uh, O-line and I'm sure they'll be able to recover from that loss although <laughs> that's Gravedigger's spot right there so hopefully we can see why we signed him finally and he can explode on the on the statute and on the screen that would be great to see yeah no the, i was gonna i was going to there uh, pacheco really fast running back no, not so much running but uh yeah catching the ball out of those screens and little dick and dunks around the line of scrimmage they're very good at doing now uh, but we're also very good at defending in front of us uh 
we're definitely going to have to be tackling a lot better than we have been recently if we want to stop them. But I, nothing on this offense really scares me apart from Mahomes. And, it, you know, he's not Superman, but he can be. And you never know if it's one of those nights where he just goes off and everything he does works. It's possible. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if he did because he's that good. Uh, but I, looking up, you know, the whole of the season and what we've been producing this season. Uh, I, I'm not scared. Our defense has been playing really well. And we've adjusted really well uh, also. So whatever they show us in the first half, we'll be able to turn it around. <laughs> we've got extra time this time to turn it around. Our halftime is the Super Bowl, so it takes about an hour uh, <laughs> to to get all the pieces in place and, and, and keep the game uh, to our side. Um, no, I'm very, very confident, I think. Uh, we'll see in, in a prediction later, but nothing on this is very scary. I honestly think it would have been a harder challenge playing the Ravens, as we saw on Christmas Day. I think the the concern there is is you've said they have they've had a generally quite poor season. I think they had some poor losses, some unconvincing wins. Um, Patriots used to do that, and they hit the playoffs, and suddenly they look like a different team. Um, yeah, but. Um, they, they did carry on their form in the playoffs, and even the people that be in the playoffs and the AFC Championship game, they didn't beat the Ravens. The Ravens beat themselves uh, all by themselves. Uh, they should have never lost that game. I don't understand. I still not quite sure how they lost that game. Um, yeah, you, can say, you can say the same thing about the Bills as well. The Bills kind of imploded. Yeah, yeah, and that's what the Bills do, right? So um, that's kind of more expected from the Bills, less from the Ravens. But yeah, the Ravens had no business losing that game. A pick in the end zone and a fumble on the one-inch yard line. It's that doesn't happen very often. They got lucky. Uh, I, I think I'm, I think this game we, they're going to sh- be shown what a good team is, and I don't think it's going to be close. You you could make an argument that the Lions and the Packers imploded. You could if you were oh, neutral. No, I, I, I get you that. could I, make that argument. But anyway, that is true. I'll, that is true. I'll, that is, I'll, I'll that is very, I think I think true. Joe Tooney is a is a big loss. Um, yeah. I think um, they they do have a good O line, but they do hold a lot, which I think was the one thing I picked up from a wonderful Mick Bosa when he was asked about that. Um, don't want to go into it too much from the the last time we met them in the Super Bowl, but that is clearly something I think everyone is going to be keeping an eye on. Um, because I think it is Juwan Taylor has got the highest amount of um, flags, is it, for an offensive lineman this year? Something yeah. like that that I saw. It's um, all false start, though, isn't it? It's not, I don't so, think it's, hold, it's holding. So, so, so to squash another conspiracy theory, Bill Vinovich no, hasn't been no. given this game because the commissioner t- turned around and told him he screwed up uh, Super Bowl 54. He now needs <laughs> to make it right again. That That's conspiracy not, theory is works. rubbish. Yeah. He got given think, the well, game because he's the best. It's quite simple, just ask, really. <laughs> your question before we move on. Because Go on. Well known, your links to the game playing running back. And I've seen a few people linking Pacheco to the same as the Lions. Now, Pacheco is a good running back, Nadji, but he's a different style of runner, isn't he? He's not as lightning fast as Gibbs and, and Williams from the Lions. So I've seen some people say, oh, Pacheco's going to run all over us, but he's, he's not. The same running back, if that makes sense, isn't it? And that's what no, I want to just ask you. He, he, he's very way. similar to Dylan, though, from the Green Bay Packers. He is he a thick-set running back that powers through yeah. the middle. He is, but we can deal with that. Um, no, the Lions running game was excellent, and they were leaning on it a lot. 
the running game of the Chiefs isn't what they do primarily. So it is good, but also, you know, it's a seventh round pick. So they're not good, you know. They're all managers. They don't they don't deserve to be playing in the NFL apparently. <laughs> and a seventh round pick? Get him out yeah. of here. Who'd have a seventh yeah. round pick by he's there? Why would you have a seventh round pick? That's you don't need those. That is absurd. It's it's a different it's a very different offense than, than last time, I think, other than Mahomes is the one who holds it all together. Um and I think as we mentioned earlier, a lot of people are uh, a lot of the pundits are talking about the Chiefs, and I saw something very repetitive on that, and that was just that you don't go against Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's just are people really making a, an intelligent decision or are people just looking at the reputation there? Um, but him, Andy Reid, they're going to move the ball, I think, um, and they oh, are yeah. they are going to require us to play much better defence than we have in the last two games, or at least for longer periods than we have in the last two games. At least that's my my opinion. Um, certainly against the run, we need to... The, the Lions cut us open for two halves. If the Chiefs do that, we came back in by beating two very inexperienced teams in those situations, and they let us back into the game. Um, if we do the same thing against the Chiefs, they're going to not let us back into the game. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm happy to be wrong. Yeah, I've got <laughs> I've got to agree with Gareth. Like we we need to start. We need to start strong. We yeah. we need to start the game like we finished the second half against the Detroit Lions. I mean, that's, def- that's a given, right? We were completely absent of the first half of that of the NFC NFC Championship. It's not like and, and the Packers game. We were slow. Yeah, well, I didn't watch this one, but yeah, um, yeah, we didn't. We haven't played well. So we, we're going to need to play well. It's the Super Bowl. If you want to win that game, you have to play well. That's going to be interesting game. for Wilkes Nagy because the easiest way to combat an offence that leans on the heavy screen game is you go man to man. You take mm. away the easy throw and you force receivers to get open. And we know Wilkes doesn't play like that. And I was going to allude to that in the questions Nagy asked us later. So is Wilkes going to be able to step up early it doors will. and mix it up because he's it got will. the players there that he can do it? Mm. Yeah. Should we uh, should we look at the uh, Chiefs defense as well? Let's do it. Paul, what have you got? Well, interestingly enough, if we did this a few years ago, the Chiefs defense section wouldn't have been as long. But to be fair, chaps, they've been good this season. They play man coverage with safety help at the second highest rate in the NFL. They tend to play a combination of coverages, uh, mix and zone with two high safeties. The defensive backs have smothered wide receivers all season to the point where defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo refuses to get beaten by number one receivers. They've allowed the far fewest yards to receivers this season. They've held, and this is not a bad list, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase and Devon Adams to a combined 12 catches for 128 yards. Given the NFL's a passing league at the moment, that isn't a bad start to be heading into the Super Bowl. Now, Nadji's put the daft chart there for people who are listening and not watching on YouTube. The first name, Nadji, which I'm sure most people are the same as me, cornerback, Legarius Sneed, didn't allow a touchdown in the regular season and he's been keeping opponents from making big players all season long. And I don't know about you three, and I'm going to ask you this before I move on. I think he follows Brandon Ayuk. I think he goes man-to-man on Ayuk because that's what he's done with other teams' number one receivers. Do you reckon 
I'm far off the mark, or do you think I've got that spot on at the moment before I move on? Spot on. That's what's going to happen, yeah. BA is going to need to step up and show that he can play with two people on him at all time, I think. Although, we don't really need him. We've got other weapons as well. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, like you said, I do think you're right, Nadji. I think Ayuk is in for a, a long night. He's going to get doubled up. Like you said, mm. they've been very proud about not letting the number one receiver. However, the number two receiver, so Zay Flowers, technically was classed as a number two receiver by the Chiefs, should have won the game for them. If you haven't watched that game, just go back and watch him. <laughs> Drop it on the one-yard line. But going through the game tape, the Chiefs play a lot of press coverage. So I'd expect to see that continue against us. The coordinator put on a clinic in the AFC Championship game. It wasn't that he just blitzed the now league MVP, Lamar Jackson, over 50% in the first half, chaps. It was how effective it was. The Ravens only scored one offensive touchdown. The Chiefs' cornerbacks were class in that game. Just go and watch them cover the receivers. Lamar just couldn't get the ball to them. Um, so even taking the narrowest of throne windows. I might get the terminology wrong, Nadji. I'm trying to push myself. So from what I've seen and read, he tends to employ a 6-1 front, which is designed to limit the run, and it caused Jackson a whole host of problems. They were daring Jackson to throw the ball in narrow windows. And for some reason, the Ravens abandoned the run and decided, we're going to beat the Chiefs by throwing the ball. And it, you touched and upon it earlier. So at this point, Nadji, do you want to allude to, because you said the Ravens should have won that game. They should have, yeah. They should have won that game. But if, I mean, that's the biggest problem. The biggest name is none of the players. The biggest name is Steve Spagnuolo. He's a very, 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 very good defensive coordinator. And he knows he knows how to beat people. Um, so I, I see what he's going to do exactly to beat Brock. But I hope he's daring Brock to throw because Brock's very good at throwing the ball. Um, I don't know. He's got his hands full. Uh do you want to beat us with CMC or with Brock? Uh, it, he's going to have to pick a poison. That's what we do. That's what we do best. And we'll see what poison he picks. And hopefully that poison can step up uh, and play the best Super Bowl and win MVP. Because I think that's what's going to happen. Whoever he lets uh, not man on man will win uh, Super Bowl MVP. I mean, we talked so, about our Gwan It's interesting what you say about Steve Bax, Spag Nolo and how good of a defensive Thanks. coach he is. I, I think that um, our offence matches up really well against this defence. That This yeah. defence has allowed the third most yards after contact or catch, and we've gained the first most yards after contact yeah. or catch. So You're I, reading I my notes, Gowland, because that's I'm a not, couple of pages that away. Uh, right. So that, that, that's, that's exactly why I think we match up really well against these. If we can get the ball into our playmaker's hands, um, whether or not it be screen pass or whatever, as soon as we get that ball, then Debo, Ayo, McCaffrey uh, are just going to fly down that field. Um, I, I might do a little bit of what Nadji did there, because I was going to... I'm thinking of giving away one of my bowlies now, because you talked about uh, the Jerry Sneed. Um, matching up with um, Ayuk and then um, Debo matching up with uh, who's it going to be it is where's his name on there can't see it it'll be Jalen Watson ah no well I was actually thinking of Trent McDuffie is Trent McDuffie and Nickelback is he he is Nickelback yeah Ah. but they're the two that play in tandem so so they're normally the two that they neutralise which so so this this is going to be a huge bold prediction and I'm going to have one that's exactly the same bold prediction, but a different person later on. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to go two bowlies. Um, I mean, it might seem 
daft, but I'm going for it anyway. Juwan Jennings will be the dark horse for the MVP. I think he's going to have an outstanding game because everybody's going to be too preoccupied trying to stop Ayuk, Samuel, McCaffrey, Kittle. But Juwan Jennings is going to have a bit of a game there. Well, you've said with likely. Because what I was going to say is the Ravens shouldn't be in surprise, chaps, about the blitz rate because the Chiefs have finished top three in the league in pressure rate when blitzing. Mixed in that coverage that you've got there. Now, Brock Purdy, Nadji mentioned it earlier. He's not bad against the blitz, is he, Nadji? Oh, Brock. Yeah. Now, when I was doing the deep dive, because this is the Super Bowl preview, and Tracy caught my note and she said, bloody hell, you're going to get through all that in one go? I said, don't be stupid, Tracy. This is not what we do. We always talk and ask the chaps questions, but... I want to ask you both, all three a question. When facing the blitz and man coverage, who were Purdy's most targeted players in our offense? He's got two that he likes to go to. So which McCaffrey. Two? Yeah, McCaffrey's nope. one. No, he's oh, not. Interesting. Georgian no. Georgian Ayuk. That's correct. Well yeah. done, Naji. So when facing blitz and man coverage, Purdy tends to favour Ayuk and Kittle. So Lee stole my thunder a little bit there, because you've gone for Jennings. I think Kittle could be in for a big game. Um, mm. If Snead succeeds in taking away Ayuk, you're going to see Kittle go up against their linebackers. Now, their linebackers are all right, but they're not Fred Warner and they're not Dre Greenlaw. And like you said, Nadji, pick your poison. Um, and I've put a note here, to say, although you could argue CMC, Debo, Jennings, use check, just whichever one of these Avengers you want to slot in there. So for me, the 49ers are more suited to any other team in the NFL going up against this Chiefs defence because we cause mismatches from positions outside of the receivers. The Chiefs will be looking to the man that I thought one of you might have mentioned by now. So Chris Jones is a name I've heard a lot of Chiefs fans talking about. Um, they want him to dominate against our guards. Now, the Chiefs' pass rush has been really good this year, chaps. Getting to the line of scrimmage and batting passes down. Why do you think that's important in this game? Because mm. it's happened Brock. to Purdy. Purdy's had a few passes batted down at the line of scrimmage. Brock Purdy is the third most batted passes down in the NFL this year. Now, it's only five, but five batted passes sounds a lot when Chris Jones has five alone. So the Chiefs are very good at getting that disruptive force at the line of scrimmage and getting the hands up, basically, and trying to take away that quick out. Jones himself, Nadji, on critical plays, tends to line up at defensive end. As Steve, because I'm not even going to pronounce his surname, Lee, I've got a mental note. Do not mess up the coordinator's name because the Chiefs fans will get angry. He's known for being aggressive with his blitz packages. We thought the Lions were pretty good at bringing the blitz from all over. This coordinator takes it to another level. He'll blitz any player from any spot in the field. He likes to use a lot of movement, both pre and post snap, to cause maximum confusion. And you you alluded to it earlier, Nadji. They've got the most creative five-man pressures in the NFL. Now, it's well knownly that the Chiefs will want us to pass the ball and abandon the run. And why is that, I hear you ask? Well, because, chaps, they have the defensive backs to play aggressively. They like to play they like to play pass and allow Spagnola to get creative with his pressure schemes. Now, it's worth noting the two-man coverage that they like to go to. We lead the league with a 63% success rate when going up against that coverage. So when I've been preparing this, I'm going to just stop and ask your thoughts here. I don't think this defence is that much to worry about, but I don't know whether it's my red and gold, rose-tinted glasses, but I've gone and watched some of the game tape. I've gone and watched, like you said, Nadji, some of their wins this season. And the more I look into it, our offence matches up against this defence. 
Mm, I like I, your confidence. I, yeah, I'm more worried about their defense than their offense. Let's put it at that. Yeah. And they've got Mahomes on their offense, which I think says a lot. They have a lot of names that play. It's it's something that always sticks around when we talk about football. But great players, they make great plays in great games. And they have a lot of those. Chris Jones is one of them. I think Jarry Sneed is one of them. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Drew Tranquil has been playing amazing. Nick Bolton is very good too. There's not really any hole in that defense. And they're they're good everywhere. Um and they have a lot of young people that they've drafted and crafted for this defense and it's uh, it's humming. And yeah, I'm more worried. However, we're the 49ers and we've got Brock Purdy, so I'm not that worried. So but and yeah, what's one area that this defense isn't very good against, chaps? The bit that well, yeah, the yak. Really it's the yak. I know, but we've not been no, that not much of a yak, of, of a yak team this year. It's the run, they're terrible against the run. I mean, you would think the easy answer would be, oh, the Chiefs are going to load the box. The Chiefs have used a heavy box sixty percent of the time, which is the tenth highest in the NFL. But that's not new to us. Every team does that against us with CMC, and. <laughs> Think back to when we play the Rams. You hear all the fans going about Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. Chris Jones is in that same kind of calibre. But what does Kyle Shanahan do when we play against Aaron Donald? Yeah. Does he scheme around him? Does he move the ball to the other side? Um, Our offence averaged the third most yards per carry, I think, least on my thunder, against the loaded box. And we've led the league in EPA per rush and success rate against such fronts, which is what the Chiefs employ. So they've got the stats, the 10th highest rate stack in the box. Go and watch what they did against the Packers, the Dolphins. The Chiefs line up in this 6-1 front with a soft zone behind it to try and take away that outside zone game and limit explosive play-action players. Like you said, Nancy, they want to dare Brock Purdy to throw because if you look at PFF, which people look at, Brock is apparently seventh for the quarterback that's going to throw a pass that could be, could, is a me word, turned over. But that's what Brock Purdy does. He, he anticipates, he gets the ball out quickly. The major in man coverage, but the soft in this look against the run. They'll be looking to clog the running lanes whilst relying on the secondary to keep a lid on our offence. But given Purdy can beat you with his arm, drop back passing game, as Nadji said, play action. This game is going to be intriguing. I was going to finish Nadji by saying this Chiefs defence is good. There's so many strength on strength matchups, but it will come down to whether the Chiefs can limit the run. They need to force Purdy to be perfect. And that, chaps, concludes my final defensive scouting report for the season. Wow. There so you go. When Thank you look you over to the right-hand side of the defensive line there, Mike Darner and Sean Wharton, they're about as useful as a chocolate fire guard against the run. And luckily enough, those are going to go up against our strongest side for That's the run true. game, which That's is Trent Williams true. and Aaron Banks. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I think they- we can establish the run no problem on them. But that's so obvious, it would be very surprised if Spagnolo didn't have an answer for that. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very confident. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying the defense has been what's been carrying this team into ugly wins and mm. to where they are now. So that, I, that's what worries me more than the offense. But you'll to... see. I'm not. You'll see in the prediction in a bit that I'm not that worried. Yeah, I was going to say that. The only thing I was going to temper with the stat about the receivers. Just go look at the quarterbacks they've played against. Go yeah. look at the games that they've struggled and some of the games that they've lost this year. But you're right, Nadji. Playoff Chiefs are a different beast. I've heard that all week. The Chiefs fans that I've done pods with keep telling me that. But Carl Shanahan showed 
against the Lions, we all thought he'd come out the second half and put the ball in Brock's arms. He didn't. He gave it to Debo. He established the run. Good things happen. And I think that's what we're going to do. And I have a dark horse for Super Bowl MVP, Gowland, and it's not Jennings. So I think between all four of us, we're going to have every player covered. So keep <laughs> so, listening. So as I said, I mean, that, that was that was my first Bowley. My second one is pretty much the same type of <laughs> same type of Bowley, but just completely different player. So yeah, let's get into the rest of it then. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was going to make a couple of points on the on the defensive side there. Um, when I can oh, get go on. Sorry. In. No, no. You, you go ahead. You, oh, go no, ahead. No, you didn't have to put it up. Um, obviously, a lot of people talked about Lejarius Sneed. He's one guy you can just not throw his way. Um, I think one thing that we will see on some running plays is that we will see our mate Juan Jennings make a beeline for him, and it'll be forget who Lejarius wants to be covering there's going to be other people who are just going to go out and nail him and that's a difference that's what our offense has been about defensive players they love going out and hitting people our offensive players go out and hit people um so i think that's going to be something where it's going to give him something a bit different to think about um i do think the run game is going to be critical if and as long as we can establish that and we trust in it and we keep it and we don't fall behind early and do what we've done before. I think sticking to the run game is where we can do them some damage, um, even if it takes us three quarters to wear them down. Um, and I think we've got the players to do it because we've got CMC, we've got Debo, we've got even just throwing some curveballs at them with Elijah Mitchell or Carl Juszczyk running the ball. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Something. whoa, John whoa. John Thank Messi. you. Thank you. Put some uh, muscle on my field. It's going to be Elijah Mitchell. He's hungry, Gareth. Don't be me- don't be messing with a hungry man. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, and obviously our 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 O line is going to need a big a big game, I think. But as you yeah. as you nicely summed up, um, they do like to blitz. But the way you beat that is you stare it down and you throw into it, don't you? It's suddenly the weakness of the blitz is you leave a massive wide open space in the middle. Yeah. Um, and that's where IU can kittle a feeding. So, um, I mean, the Ravens. Was, I'm glad you mentioned them. The Ravens' defense, the Chiefs' high-powered offense. They're not in the Super Bowl because of that. It's the Chiefs' defense because the Ravens' defense played well. Like we've said before, sometimes when you watch football, that second half was intriguing because it was a defensive masterclass. Mm. So it really was. Yeah. Our defense is very similar to the Ravens, as in. The Ravens' strength is their linebackers. We gotta hope got that Shanahan's got some stuff that he's cooked up for that. I think he obviously knows Spagnolo's work, so um, hopefully we'll have some wrinkles for him. But that's that's going to be a big uh, a chess battle there. I think. Did um, did Spagnolo and Carl's dad coach together, or am I am I making that up? At the Broncos, don't know. I don't think so. I decided okay. to keep it brief because my notes were already quite long. And then you text about a minute before we started saying that you were hungry. Could we keep that up? <laughs> right. I'll just close the Wikipedia page down. I know he's won Super Bowls. I know he was at the Giants. Yeah, he's good. He's, you know, he's, he is he's good, good from yeah. the stuff I've seen. I'm not trying to minimise, but I just thought, I'm a 49ers fan. It's, Got to show yeah, some of course. Of course. Of course. How, how, how do you think, how is this game going to be different than Super Bowl 54? Briefly, they're, diff- uh, they're quite different teams, as in do personnel. Want, do you want me to tell you? That would spoil my, my prediction. But well, it's, it's a case of we've got a much better quarterback it. who can actually make plays. 
What does that yeah. word mean? Gareth just mentioned chaps briefly. I don't think you do that on this show, Gareth. <laughs> don't do this on this show at all. Yeah, it's going to be a lot different. Um, 54 was, we knew that a lot had to go right for us to win that game. The Chiefs were really strong that year. Yeah. And it did for a lot of time, and then it didn't. And we saw what happened when it stopped doing it. Uh, I think we could beat that Chief team even if we have somewhat of an off day. I, this is where I'm at. I think we're the strongest team this year mm. uh, compared to them. So uh, I think the chips are on our side. Um, so th- that's why that's where I'm at. And if we did fall behind, especially early on, I wouldn't be worried that we couldn't get back in, which was in Super Bowl 54 was the case. Uh, had we fallen down? I mean, we did fall behind and then we couldn't get back in. That's that's why we lost it. But um, think- yeah. So. I think the main difference is you look last year, the Eagles went toe-to-toe and they didn't have that finishing pedigree where the Chiefs and the Niners have both been in recent Super Bowls. There's championship pedigree on both sides of the ball. I think that'll show on Sunday, like you said, both sides have got good coordinators. It's well known that Eagles Sirianni was found out this year for being a bit of a fraud. But it's, it's interesting, these battles all across the league, you know, you've got Steve Spagnuolo mm-hmm. going up against Carl Shanahan, Andy Reid going up against Steve Wilkes, and then, like you said, Najee, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. I don't know about you three, but I've seen a lot of hate for the Super Bowl, and there's only Niners and Cheese fans interested. This should be a great game. <laughs> Two strong I know. There is, there is really a case of underdog bias recently in the NFL, and I'm not sure. I think it's because Brady's gone that people want something new and exciting and it's oh my homes again which is starting to become the recurring thing and the mm. Niners have been to three NFC championship in four years so it's kind of like oh this is boring we want we want the Browns and that's probably why they got so many awards we want the Lions to win we want you know new teams like the Texans and to be relevant and I think that's why people are people in the it's so weird, and, and I never understood it, why people cannot appreciate greatness when it slaps them in the face. Just enjoy whatever the best the NFL has to offer. This is probably the best Super Bowl possible. Um, maybe the Ravens would have a say in it, in it. But this is a really exciting game. Uh, just people that, people that say they don't want to watch it aren't really true football fan. I think. Um, if I was an outsider... And they're bitter too because their team isn't in it. Um, but if I wasn't uh, a Niners fan, I would be very excited about this game. Uh, it's it's kind of it's, there's a revenge. There's you know history to the oldest franchise. It, why would you not be excited about this game? But that chat, there's, there's only <laughs> one fan base. To correct myself, the Raiders fans must be raging right now. Oh well, yeah, both yeah. of their biggest rivals partying in their new house. So that, <laughs> no, that, yeah, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. So, what simple question? What have we got to do to win it on on offense? What have our what has our offense got to do to win this just game? Play, just play our game. Just be who yeah. we've been the whole season, and mm. we'll be fine. Can continue to mix it up on both the run game and the pass game, regardless yeah. of how we do. Yeah, absolutely. Give stick to, stick to the, the plan. Just stick to the plan. Give Debo the ball in this one. I think Debo is going to be the difference just, maker. Just you know, stick give, to the give it to Jennings. Jennings is going to have a three-touchdown game. Oh, my well, God. That's a lot. If you look at the Chiefs, and if you compare them to the Seahawks and the Eagles, who play a similar defensive scheme, go back and watch what Debo did in those three games. 18 receptions, 344 yards, six touchdowns, 
I think this is a Debo Samuel game all day long. I'm taking him over their linebackers. I think Purdy gets the ball to him quickly. I think they're going to have an eye on CMC. I think they're going to have Ayuk kind of wrapped up with Snead. And I think Debo's hungry. As Trent Williams said, chaps, he's lightning in a bottle. And I'm here for the Debo Samuel game. So, so am I. I don't disagree, but I, th- I think the key is keeping CMC running. And he, he might not get the touchdowns. He might not necessarily get he will. the big the big yards. He, he probably will. But just keeping him banging away all game because we know he can do it. And just like we did against the Lions, right? He'll bust them open. Just like uh, we did against they, the Lions. Yeah. And then they're all over the place. We've seen it. We've seen it. Just take their soul, control the ball. Run it, demoralise them, keep Mahomes on the side. It's, keep it's Mahomes on the sideline is a good idea. Yeah, yeah that's the, like you the said, one. We've got this offensive team. Use them. And um, what about our defence? What does our defence need to do to win it? I'm, I'm going to get in, I'm going to get in first here. Go on, Gary, yeah, don't miss first. tackles. I just still didn't get any tackle. first. Nagy still beat me. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, tackling tackling is going to have to be better, hundred um, percent. Turnovers are huge, um, and our defense can absolutely do that and will do that. Uh, but I think a, a bit down early on, uh, it's it's going to be a nice for us to have a a nice watch party, relaxed one. <laughs> where we can just enjoy. Go on, Gareth, um, give us your thoughts, buddy. I did really. I think that 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 was it. Defense. I just we can't give them any free yards. It's what our defense used to do. You know, people used to get yards, but they had to fight for it all the time, and eventually that would wear their offense down. We gave up just so many cheap yards to the Lions, and just let them walk through us, um, and then just let them find people wide open. I'd say that's that's what we need to to make sure. We make sure that they fight for the yardage because I don't know that this offense has got the firepower that it used to have. Um, but it's stopping Kelsey as well. The amount of times you see Kelsey just wide open, you think, how does he do it? Um, surely that you just find a defensive player and just say, stay in his pocket. I don't care whatever else is happening. Just make sure he's not wide open because he always seems to be. Um, and find something else for the Chiefs to do because the Chiefs haven't been good in the red zone. They've been good at moving the ball, but they haven't been great in the in the red zone. So, if you look at the stats, Gareth, if you fast, if you go down man, and I'm not saying we have to go man coverage all the time. When you look at the stats, they've lost more battles when their players are one on one in man coverage. The 19th in the league in success rate against man coverage. And I said earlier, take away the screen passes, the missed tackles. Is something that we have to allude to. But historically, you don't blitz Mahomes normally. But I'm going to throw that out the window. We did it to Jalen Hurts. Get pressure on him. Close those lanes down. And like you said there, Kelsey's just someone to be aware of. But the more I prepared on this defence today, and then I looked, the offence isn't what it is. That's why I'm confident. Is it fair to say that our roster is head to toe, top to bottom, better than the Chiefs? And football's a matchup game. And that's what it comes down to in my eyes. I've seen it's it's difficult to say Mahomes isn't better much as we much as we love Brock but I think being neutral and I think it's it's difficult to say that our O-line is better um, I do think it's potentially difficult to say our secondary is better but I think everywhere else we've got better wide receivers we've got better running backs we've got a better defensive line uh, we've got better linebackers um, and I think we even if we don't have the better units we've still got good players in those units. So 
we're we're not necessarily got weaknesses. But like I said their offensive line might be overall better, but we've got Trent Williams. That's true. That's very true. Provided he doesn't get ejected. <laughs> he won't, no. All right, come on, let's move on. Pizzas are on the way. Let's go. Yeah, okay. Then. Uh, <laughs> so, I, so I, you're first up, Natty. You're top. Oh, no, you're not. It's Paul. I am not top, top of the league. league. No, I'm all, no. Apologies. Uh, I was, I was going to go for boldies before score predictions and say save the score predictions for the end. No, because my score is a bold prediction, so... Oh, yeah, go on then. It's it's a it's a two for well, one. Well, I'm I'm not first, so I can't I go can't on, do that. No, no, go on, Paul. No, I, I'm just Nadji's Peters are coming. The pressure's on. So this is the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm going bald, everybody. I've done a few other pods and shows this week, and everyone other than us has got the Chiefs and the Chiefs winning well. So for me, the Niners win the Super Bowl, and the score's going to be thirty-one to twenty-one. I think we win this one convincingly. I thought it was bald, but I have a feeling it may not be so bald in about 10 seconds when Naji Lee and Gareth give their scores. Yeah, I am extremely confident in this matchup. Um, the fact that the Super Bowls haven't been blown out for quite some time now, um, I think this is the year. This is a blowout. We win 42 to 13. Ooh. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll happily let you win the trophy with that score. That's brutal. Uh, I think it's it's going to be a bit tighter, um, but I think still the Niners are going to pull out a win. It's going to be 31 to 26. 31 to 26. Do you guys remember every time we had to play against the team that we needed to beat? What happened? Yeah. That's the what Cowboys, the yeah. Eagles, the Rams. The Eagles and all games, yeah. So, Wondering. fellas, that's oh, really interesting. <laughs> That is really interesting. So 31, 42 and 31. This season, in both the regular season and the playoffs... Oh, he's put stats into it. The, the Chiefs have yeah. not let opponents score more than 27 points. That's true. That's why it's a blowout. Not once this season. That's why it was bold, 31 but points. <laughs> the, they've only managed to score more than 27 on three occasions. Yep. So they're not a particularly he- heavy scoring team. So I originally was going to go for 31-24, 49ers victory. But I'm more inclined to think along the way that Nadji's thinking. I think if we come out of the uh, the gate straight away, we play like we know we can play, and it's yep. the 49ers from the first five games, yep. I think this can be a blowout. Yep. Not quite as big a blowout as what Nadji's going for, but I'm going to go for a 38-17 49ers victory. I like it. I like it. Mm, I like nice. it, and I agree. And all three of you didn't listen to the pod that I did last night because he pushed me for a score prediction. And I was like, I can't, I can't. The lads will be listening, but I'm glad <laughs> you didn't. Although Gareth's close to mine, so maybe he did. Yeah. yeah so some uh, some boldies in. Lee's already right. come out with one. Oh, well, let me go for this next one then. So like you yeah, said, it's on. exactly the same type of bold prediction. So before I said Juwan Jennings is the dark horse for MVP, this time I'm going to say Fred Warner is going to get the MVP. It's very Ooh. rare a defensive player gets it. Yeah. And he's going to end up getting it with a couple of interceptions. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I disagree. CMC is going to get Super Bowl MVP with a four-touchdown performance. Oh, I like it. 
Yeah. Oh. 42, 42 points. I just read in my notes. I have Mahomes with two interceptions, one for Warner, one for Ward. I have four touchdowns in the game, two for Debo, one for CMC, and one for Kettle. And we're going to see a Jake Moody field goal because that's decisive in 49ers land. <laughs> 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 That's I've good. got another one, I, but go on, guys. No, keep going, keep going. No, no, you no, you, you go, and then I'll go again. I think he's uh, he's going to be uh, motivated, and he's going to be back with a, ven- in, a vengeance. I think it's Kittle. Uh, Kittle's going to get three TDs, um, and I still don't think, uh, it doesn't matter, if he gets 500 yards and three TDs and Brock has a bad game, Brock's still going to get MVP because we're winning, and the winning true. quarterback gets MVP, and it's just the way that's it is, and it's wrong. But there it is. But I've also got, there is, I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but Diomedor Lenore has got a big play left in him this season because I said that last time. And he does. it could be an interception. It could be a massive hit that uh, stops a third or fourth down conversion. Could be a false fumble. Could be anything. Um, I like it. Diomedor is going to make an impression. <laughs> Do you know Wonderful. what the folder's prediction is going to be, boys? We're going to be dancing in red and gold at the end of the night. I, I mean, that's no ball. That's just going to happen no matter what. Yeah, that's uh, Yeah, I've got one more. Uh, Go this on. is this is the game where we finally, finally say that Railway McLeod was a great acquisition because he will return the second kick, uh, second half kickoff for a touchdown. Wow. I've got one Love more. Love to see that. Go on. I've got one more Keep as well. Brock Purdy. It's going to be the first quarterback in Super Bowl history to have a perfect passer rating. Oh, that would be insane if he could Imagine do the that. Haters, the oh, they couldn't that. say anything. If yeah, the, fancy game manager does. getting a perfect score yeah, for well, a second time in the same season. If there's only one ball prediction that will happen the whole season, it's this one. So we can put all that Brock talk away. And finally, everybody would agree that he's amazing. Uh, that would be great. Nobody's, uh, Love it. nobody's come out with uh, with too much on the defensive side. I've I've got both a Bosa sack, and the uh, the Chiefs are going to lose at least twenty yards on it. He's going to chase Mahomes down, and Mahomes will be oh, running right. like, all over the place, and they'll they'll lose like twenty odd yards. Um, but Bosa finally gets him down. Fair enough. That's I just got like, the Chiefs offense won't be on the field that much, Gareth. So I thought there's pipe this gone for a while. So I think that's probably enough on the game. Uh, have we got some shout-outs, Paul? You wanted to mention a few things. Yeah, so I just want to say thank you to Lawrence Lotz and Dan Goldsborough, who went down to London today. They went to the venue that Will Gavin and TalkSport used, and they were recorded for a Premier League TV show, which talks NFL and Premier League. Apologies to Eric Oregard because I don't know football. I sent him the text and he was like, Reading and in the Premier League, Paul. So I'll give you all that one for a laugh. But it was good to see the two members down there flying the flag. And I just want to say, Gareth, red and gold this weekend. If you're out and about, if you're not with us at the watch party, tag the group. I want to see the flags. We're in the Super Bowl. Let's enjoy it. I love this community. It doesn't matter where you're watching the game. We're all watching it together. And just say, that was all I wanted to sit before I handed it over. Is there any any more messages from you guys? Otherwise, I'm gonna go for no the wrap. No PSAs from me. No, see you all the see all in Leeds. It's gonna be amazing. No matter what happens, it's gonna be mm. amazing. I know it for a fact. It's gonna be f- fabulous. It's mm. well known. We're nearly a thousand subs on YouTube. Leeds yes. off the bomb. Yes. That when we hit a thousand, 
He's managed to secure a Joe Staley bobblehead. I don't know what the competition is yet. El Presidente surprised me with that one on we'll Wednesday on the live. I don't think he but knows. <laughs> once we get a thousand, which to be fair, chaps, if you'd said to me six months ago we were going to hit a thousand subs for the Super Bowl, I wouldn't have believed you. So thank you to everyone who subscribed. It's been amazing. Yeah. And Make sure you subscribe. As Nadji said, a thousand, Paul. I want a million. So all right, Nadji, that's the next target, buddy. Well, let's do ten thousand in there. <laughs> one at a time. One at a time. One at a time. So thanks, lads. That's been great. And thanks Thank to you. everybody who listens and watches the show. Do share photos of where you are um, over the weekend and where you're going to be on Sunday. We do love to see them in the group. If you Especially can't, you, Richard. If you can't Richard. make it out, um, the game day threads will still be active and they will be there to keep you company throughout the game. Um, we will be back. We will do a review show sometime next week, voices permitting. Mm. Um but I can say it'll be either the greatest or the worst show ever. Um, I think that's fair enough. Um, so that's it'll it. Be the greatest. It's going to be the greatest. <laughs> yeah. The uh, introductions, the interviews, the interesting stories, the irritating distractions, the turf talk, the training, all the talking heads are done. The preparations, the pop stars, the games we've won and lost, the injuries, the tackles the touchdowns, the sacks, the toe taps, the catches, the drops, the season celebrations and disappointments, all are done because all that remains is one game. The players and the coaches and the refs. Barely a hundred will take the field in front of thousands in Vegas, millions around the world, and hopefully a couple of hundred of us in Leeds. It will be redemption and revenge or disappointment and despair. But whatever Sunday brings us, we will have one last chance to watch this amazing team. We'll have one last chance to sing and laugh and shout and swear with friends and with family and with complete strangers. So savour it. Enjoy it. Take it all in and enjoy every moment. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Mother truck and revenge, baby. Bang, bang, nine, a gang. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with Rob Tom. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side.